So welcome to what episode is this, this now? Is number six. Number six. And what are we going to talk about? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, teachers, being teachers, you know, scenarios as teachers. Should we start over and actually pause that so we know how to cut it? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go. And boom goes the dynamite. Hey guys, welcome to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Fuck Podcast. Episode number six. Yeah, we're happy that you're here joining us. And Bart, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to be talking about teachers, being teachers, you know, different scenarios as teachers. And teachers in the sense of not like your grade four teacher, but teacher in the sense of um, other people on or other experiences that help you wake up. Yeah, totally. You know, because there's two options. You can take any scenario and it can lead you towards more joy, more peace, more happiness, more love, whatever. Or it can make your life worse. So So we're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to touch on forgiveness and judgment and what else? Yeah, just some some personal stories and yeah, Mm -hmm. some good stuff. So, yeah, and holding space for others while they're learning a lesson that is really annoying for you to watch. So, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. So, pay so stay tuned. Good times. Hey, you just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Spirit Ninjas Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. Episode number six. We are happy you are joining us, whether you're joining us on YouTube or iTunes or listening to us on the website. We're happy yeah. that you're here. There's there's lots of options. You can find us everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. So yeah, here we are. You know, it's it's hot as all hell over here in Spain. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. So we decided today we're gonna have a little bit of vermouth action yeah because we can have ice with vermouth yeah so <laughs> we're, we're we're basically drinking it for the ice cheers mm-hmm. it's delicious it's our first vermouth first bottle of vermouth that we bought here in spain mm-hmm. and it's quite lovely i highly recommend anyone who hasn't had vermouth in a while or ever like myself before spain how much was that bottle too it was six bucks six euros six euros so cheap yeah pretty good tasty so what so, are we talking about today, Bart? So I was thinking we should talk about this concept of how all of us are really teachers here on Earth. You know, teachers in that we leave clues for people to wake up. Yeah, and I don't even think it's necessarily that we leave clues, but I just think that um, I agree that we are all teachers here helping each other in... Um, both our own and each other's journey towards waking up. And I don't know if I would call it clues, but I would call it like opportunities. I think we give each other opportunities to wake up and other people give us opportunities to wake up. I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like the same as clues, but clues seems like so much more intentional, you know, whereas I don't think, or I think a lot of people don't, intentionally leave clues for other people to wake up yeah of course yeah but what i'm what i'm saying is like there's certain people here on earth that kind of just like waltz through life and everything's just simple and easy and you know they're happy and they don't stress and all these things and when when you see them they're like oh what is going on with that person you know why are they so happy fuckers (laughs) (laughs) it's annoying 
Stop yeah. smiling. Yeah. Stop being so I, joyful. <laughs> I, I want to be happy too. You know, and then you start looking a little closer and you start realizing, well, they're not stressing. You know, they're doing certain things in their life that, that are kind of making it easier and better. Like case in point, for instance, um, Eckhart Tolle, right? So his story is, is awesome. You know, when he, for a while, he was living on like park benches. Like when his ego dissolved, he completely just gave up the world. And he was just blissed out, like walking around and just happy as all hell and, you know, living on park benches and couch surfing at different people's places here and there, mm-hmm. you know, but he wasn't stressed out at all. Not once, you know, and then people would come up to him and they would ask him like, you know, how do, how do you have what you have? Like, why are you so happy? And I'm not, I have all these things and yet here you are and you're stoked. And then slowly he began teaching people. These are the different principles of just, you know, uh, becoming present and just relaxing and just going with the flow and all these things. And slowly his, uh, his life here on earth kind of took on a, a different form, right? Now he still coasts. He has like the same uh, kind of mentality and same, um, what's the word? Like the same outlook, outlook and, and the way life. that an approach on life. And yet he's got everything that he could possibly ever want and so much more. But it's still like, it's not like he derives any kind of happiness from it, but he just kind of coasts and it's easy. Yeah, well, he derives his happiness and true joy from a different place. It doesn't come from an earthly place. Exactly. It come from this solid physical world. That's exactly yeah. it. And you notice, you know, people would approach him. You know, mm-hmm. why are you so happy? How do you have the things that you have? And those are the clues, right? It's like, it's you being happy. It's you being joyful. It's you not stressing out. It's you just kind of coasting through life. And that does absolutely, like, those are the clues. For me, I find, like, a lot of my teachings come from people who are the complete opposite. You know, like, yeah, there are those people like Eckhart Tolle and I... I and like Adashante and Deepak and Wayne Dyer and, you know, Tony Robbins, all those people, I love their teachings. Um, but I find other teachings like, you know, I'll walk past a homeless person on the street and they're not saying anything and they're, or somebody who seems to have like a mental disorder or oh, um, yeah, a child playing or a mother yelling at their kid or a husband freaking out at his wife like I find those just as valuable teachers for me because in those moments like I witness something and not all the time but oftentimes if I if I stop to like consider what why am I seeing this right now why is witnessing that experience of somebody being awful to somebody else why is that in my reality and what is that teaching me like For I sure. find, I find those just as important as, you know, the, the thought leaders, the spiritual gurus of the world. Like, I think that everybody here has a place mm. and everybody here is everybody's teacher. Yes. Let me, uh, let me elaborate on that a little bit, because I think for a lot of the world or most of the world, even, uh, you know, those kinds of scenarios when they, you know, witness some kind of, you know, terrible thing happening, you know, a, a kid gets beaten by, you know, their parents or whatever in the street. 
you know, for most people, that wouldn't necessarily serve as much of a teaching,、uh, or at least they they certainly wouldn't realize it.、Mm-hmm. And I、yeah. think in a lot of the, those cases, at the beginning, you don't. That's not what teaches you. That's not what makes you ask the questions. Yeah, that's true. Right, because true. at the at the beginning, it's like more of like a selfish thing. And I'm not saying that people are selfish. Yeah, I am saying that a lot <laughs> of people are selfish. What am I talking about? You know, it, a lot it of becomes just a, wrapped up in their own world. Well, yes, of course.、Yeah. So you know, seeing that, like they're like, oh, whatever. This is just the world. It's a shitty world, doggy yeah, dog world. There's judgment that happens. Of course,、mm-hmm. or they don't even notice it. They、mm-hmm. like kind of go off on their own. And in fact, I would、mm-hmm. say that most of most people don't even. You know they don't even notice like the homeless person on the street. Yeah, or maybe they'll notice something happen and they're just like, "Well, it's not my problem. I have my own problems to deal with." So、exactly. they're very、um, separated in their existence. Exactly. They don't notice. Yeah, I don't. I use. I guess I used to be more like that, but now I don't. I don't see myself as separate as I used to. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Whereas you know, as you kind of progress on this、uh, spiritual journey, and all of a sudden you don't. You know, yeah, you are coasting, and things are easy, and、uh, you know you're smiling more often, and you do start noticing those different events, like those those little things, like the homeless person, right? Or you know, some person like we see here in the plaza, there's this person with Tourette's or something. Yeah, I was I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah, and every time that happens, it, like there's this like kind of energy that happens in that plaza. And maybe most people probably don't even notice it, or、yeah. if anything, they're just like turned off by it, whatever. But you know, for you and I, we notice it, and we're like, "Why is this in our awareness?" And we hold space for that particular person for whatever reason. It's not like we're doing anything weird or special. You know, we're just becoming present or witnessing it, and we're just questioning, right? So, the teachings and the clues are different depending on what, like, where you're at in your journey. Hmm. Yeah, I th- I think so, and I mean, I guess what when we're talking about this topic of everybody's your teacher, I think the big thing that is important for me to be clear on is that everybody is equal. Of course, you know, like no matter where you are in your journey to consciousness and to waking up, I think that you know a lot of People think, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure it all out. Well, I'm like pulling my hair out because I'm like, you okay? Oh yeah. Because I'm like super stressed or whatnot. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> Bart's dying over here. You okay? Yep. So vermouth, it'll get you. <laughs>、um, yeah, and I just don't. I just want to like be clear that everybody is equal. You know, like if you think that you're not a teacher, you actually play a very valuable role、oh, yes. in other people's journey. Oh yes, and they play a valuable role in yours, whether you're aware of it or not. And I think when you start asking the question,、um, you know, how is this situation supposed to help me to wake up,、um, or why? Am I witnessing this? Like, what is the what is the greater purpose behind me witnessing this? I think when you start asking different questions than maybe you were asking before, you can start seeing how other people around you are your teachers, and you are other people's teachers. Teacher, definitely, definitely. And we've talked about this on the show before. You know, it's that you know the the pain pushes until the vision pulls. 
right? So everything is a learning device. Everything is uh, an opportunity to learn something. So even you getting a bankruptcy and it's a shitty thing to go through, that is something that at the time you need to go through in order to get to another layer somewhere else, right? Uh, now, you can fumble around. I, I, I like saying that that statement, you know, fumbling around because like that that's kind of how I see people live their lives. You know, they just fumble around, mm-hmm. right? Like things are kind of shitty. They're not really working. They're, they're not totally breaking out like apart, but you know, it's just, they're kind of fumbling around and you could live that way for a very long time, but those big scenarios where, you know, things fall apart, you know, your partner leaves you, your partner passes away, you know, your kids are into some like serious drugs or something. Those are huge opportunities for you to wake up. And the sooner that you start questioning and looking at those scenarios through that this lens of spirituality and growth and really asking that question, you know, what am I doing here? What is my purpose here? You know, what can I learn from this? The sooner will you get out of that situation, mm-hmm. you'll be able to move forward and you don't have to keep fumbling around. Yeah. And the other thing too, is when you ask those questions, you have to ask it from a place of not being a victim. Oh yeah. That's a big key because a lot of people will be like, why is this happening to me again? You know, that's a very different question than why is this happening to me again? You know, if you're asking these questions with a genuine curiosity to understand for your higher development, it's completely different question. It takes a shitty question into a good question. Yes. It takes a victim out of their victim and into empowerment. Mm -hmm. So I think... That's an important thing to note is, is from where is this question being asked? Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, on that note too, you know, there's, there's basically like two ways. Like if, if you go through life and you're blaming, you know, I mean, we all, we all blame people, people, circumstances, like, oh, why, why this, why that, you know? Uh, and then there's, we blame a lot of people, you know, if, if it wasn't for this person or my mother or my boss or, mm-hmm. you know, my damn kids or whatever, you know, every time we judge those people, it's, it's as if I, and this is from, from the course, you know, it's like you're playing, um, prosecutor and executioner. And let's say there's like a giant freaking axe over their head. You're about to like, you know, punish them because they're guilty, whatever. And that axe is like hanging over their head. Well, it's also hanging over yours. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start judging them, guess what? You're also making your own life the same difficult. And in fact, it's it's even worse for you. Yeah, right? really in the end doesn't affect the person that you're judging. It says more about the judger yourself. If you're but at the same judging. time, it does reinforce in that other person. Like if you're... Let's say you explode. If you're outwardly expressing it. Yes, of course. Yeah. And energetically, it does send energy too. Of course. So, of course. So yeah, yeah it, it absolutely... Mm-hmm. Every time you judge someone else, then it's like you're holding an axe over their head and you're holding one in front of yours, uh, over yours. So it's up to you whether you want to drop that axe or not. And it's, you got to think, do I want to make my life easier and better and more beautiful and more joyful or do I want to make it worse? It's like we've got those two options. Mm-hmm. You know, better or worse, every single decision that we make. And the other thing is that the ego is really, really clever because the other thing is, you know, playing a victim and playing forgiveness. 
it's like, oh, you know, I forgive you. You know, oh, poor me, poor me. You know, this happens to me all the time, all these things. And by you saying that you're the victim, it's a way of actually portraying guilt and giving someone else guilt, making someone else guilty because you're acknowledging the fact that they did this to you. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that makes what they did real. It empowers them. Exactly. And it just, Mm -hmm. you're making them guilty where that act is now still like being held over their head and yours. So true forgiveness. And this is like an entire episode on its own. I think forgiveness um, mm-hmm. a true forgiveness when you come from this place of genuine um, questioning then you don't make anyone guilty you don't make yourself guilty you don't make yourself a victim you you can acknowledge the fact you know there are certain times where you're going to say no right like if somebody's doing something you need to move yourself out of that situation and you're not going to allow certain things but you don't make them guilty you don't think that they should have been doing anything better because it was a lesson for yourself and if the sooner you can come to that place where you can be just you know grateful and i mean i know that this is fucking like a really advanced thing like to be grateful for something shitty that happens for sure but it's it's that whole axe thing right like do you want to keep making your life shittier or do you want to make keep making it better that's basically the ultimate choice that you have Yes. Yes. I could go on so much of a tangent right now, but I don't want to because I want to talk about forgiveness in another episode Yeah. because I have a lot to share around forgiveness and my personal journey around forgiveness of others, um, which I think we'll save for another, That's another a, it's episode. a huge topic. It's and a I... huge topic. And I remember the moment in which I was able to forgive um, somebody who sexually abused me. Mm. you know and so i and like understanding it from a different perspective which you know we're just going to share that on another episode because it's a huge topic um but yeah judgment that's another huge topic which i could also go into yes of course of course so let's let's (laughs) stick to the the teaching yeah yeah exactly and so um i don't want to stray too far because i feel like we've we've strayed a little bit from yeah us all being teachers i'm not sure that i really have anything else to say around like being teachers well <clears throat> i think what, what we should uh, we should say is you know every scenario every situation that you get yourself into mm-hmm. everything you you go through in life is uh is it's a an opportunity teaching, yeah it's a t- teaching device <clears throat> and you know i think we need to ask those questions as we go through uh, you know certain scenarios and really dive dive deep whether it's in meditation or if you have some kind of spiritual practice or whatever the case may be yeah yeah i just thought of something um so one way to spot a teacher is somebody who really irritates you somebody who really triggers you those are often when we have our greatest opportunity for learning the lesson um so if you're walking down the street and somebody annoys you (laughs) You know, you're at the grocery store, somebody annoys you, a total stranger. Like, why? Ask yourself, why do I feel this way right now? Why do I feel irritated? Why do I feel annoyed? Ask ask yourself these questions. And, you know, for me, like, one of my greatest teachers is my mom. Oh, my God. My mom and I are like oil and water, you know. And I, I, I've known this for actually a very long time now that 
that my mom and I are teachers. Cause my mom used to ask me, um, Oh she, no. She, she asked me one time if I thought you Bart were my soulmate. And I was like, no, I think you're my soulmate, mom. I know you're my soulmate. You know why? Because like, and I think we have so many different types of soulmates and kindred souls, but that's a whole totally. other topic. But, um, yeah, because my mom and I are just, we always have butted heads. You mean I'm not your soulmate? <laughs> you're my soulmate. Wow. But you're not, like, my teacher soulmate like my mom. Wow, babe. My mom wow. and I, like, like wow. I'm in my mom's life. She could not have any other daughter but me because I challenge her in ways that she wishes I didn't. And, you know, the same was with my mom for all my life. And so I think that is a really great place to start questioning if you don't understand or you've never thought about who might be... Um, one of your teachers and maybe who you're a teacher for, you know? Oh yeah. Start with like who when you get like you? really triggered. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's another good one is what scenario do you keep calling into your life? Yeah. That's another good one. What happens to great... you on a frequent basis? Yeah. You know, are there certain situations like let's say it's with a partner. Yeah. You, do, you, do you keep attracting the same man or the like same, the same woman into your of, life? Same type of relationship. Yeah. Totally. That's a good one. Yeah. Or, or same type of boss. Bosses. Bosses, bosses are is good. another one. Totally. Money issues. Money issues. Friends. Yeah. Does your car keep breaking down? You know, for, for a while there, I went through this extent over like five or six years where I kept crashing my car. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. That just, yeah. that just sounds funny. I know. It was, it was really funny at the time. Yeah, no, not, not, at at all. All. <laughs> not at all. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even my fault. It was like my fault once out of the seven or whatever number it was. And it was like the most bizarro thing. It was like, mm. remember like there was that one day where somebody literally at a stop sign, they're stopped at the stop sign. I'm stopped behind them. They yeah. flip it into reverse and back into my bumper. Yeah. And crashed my, like crushed my bumper. Yeah. Like, what was that about? Yeah. And for bizarro. me, I had another lesson, which was like, I kept hitting my head. Did I share that already? Nope. Yeah. So there, I had this like two, three week period, about 10... Yeah, 10 years ago, where I kept, like, hitting my head so hard. Like, I hit it on, like, doors. Like, I probably hit my head about 20 times in, like, two weeks. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, what am I supposed to learn here? And I was like, okay, spirit, like, what am, what am I supposed to, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And I went to see my girlfriend, who is, I call her one of my earth angels, because she's just been an instrumental soul in me waking up and I, I went and saw her and I told her I was like I keep hitting my head and I don't know why it's so annoying I, I literally had like all these sore spots on my head oh my god and like bumps and stuff and she's like well when you hit your head what are you thinking about like what are your thoughts when you're hitting your head she's like pay attention and so I started paying attention and every time I hit my head I had the same thoughts going through my mind and it wasn't until I realized that that I was just like oh I understand I can't remember now because it was like 10 years ago yeah yeah. I think it was because I was in a relationship with like this one person that wasn't the best I think right. maybe it was something like that it might have I think it was a relationship thing or yeah yeah, it was something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, it's um, funny how that works, though. But I was, I remember that it was always, like, the same kind of thought pattern, and it was around the same subject. And then what I realized was, like, oh, 
I have to like just release it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could be different for everybody, but that's what it was for me. And so maybe, maybe it's not even a person that is your teacher, but it's the fact that you keep hitting your head (laughs) or getting in car accidents all the time or losing your keys all the time or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I mean, all you really need to do in those situations is, you know, go when you do your meditation or any kind of spiritual practice, just bring it in there. Like, what am I missing here? Just ask the question. Right. It's literally like I didn't, I kept resisting these car accidents, right? Like I hated it. I hated doing like getting into them. It was a big, huge pain in the ass. Yeah, of course. Right. And yet I like, I I was scared of it. Like there was like this emotion of like, oh God, like I don't even want to think about it because I don't want to keep manifesting these fucking car accidents. And they kept happening. And literally like at the end, I'm like, okay, I just, I gave up. You know, I brought into meditation. I'm like, well, whatever I'm supposed to learn here, I'm ready to learn it. But I'm just, I'm done. So, do you remember what the lesson was? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. See, but... it's so funny because at that time, those lessons are so consuming. Like when I kept hitting my head, I thought about whatever it was I was talking about, thinking about so often, and it consumed me so much. And now, now that it's like gone, it's just like I'm just saying it because you know we think that these challenges in our lives are so big in the moment and they are but there will come a point when everything just shifts and changes and you move out of it and it and you forget all about it forget all about it um what was i gonna say oh bart you were saying how you like to bring it all into meditation and transform it there Mm -hmm. um another way to do it is just in the moment when it happens like for me i like my I think maybe that might work better for men, but for me or people who are like me, when you think about like a million things in a span of a second, then you might forget about it when you go into meditation. So for me, I need to think about it in the moment. I need to like drop in and connect in the moment when I realize something's going on Mm -hmm. or I notice something that catches my attention. Right. Yeah. So for me, I just need to stop and do it then. So you can either stop and do it in the moment or... You know, like yeah. I said, take it into meditation with you. Yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's always some kind of clue, clue there, mm-hmm. right? Especially like those scenarios that keep re- reoccurring. You know, whether it's people, places, things, whatever, whatever you situation you find yourself in frequently, that is, it's like the universe, like, hey, 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 guess what? Hey, hey, are you paying attention? Hey, hey. Hello, mm-hmm. are you listening? There's mm-hmm. something here for you. You got to listen. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, why are you listening? Well, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's hit her on the head again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And uh, I mean, the other thing too is, so uh, as far as like, you know, the other way of like noticing teachers is just look at the people around you that are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because joy, and I'm talking about like true joy, like not not like oh my god, I just got a sick Ferrari, like check it out, man. You know, because because <laughs> that's not joy. You know, the Ferrari, yeah, it's fun, and then the, the dude forgets about it in like half an hour. It's like whatever, it's some shitty Ferrari. I want another one. I want a new one. Yeah, well, he's like so happy, and then he like goes and yells at his girlfriend or his wife or yeah, ignores totally. his children or <laughs> totally. But people yeah. that are kind and loving yeah. and. You know, just genuinely happy, right? Like things might not necessarily always be going well in their life, um, but they're they're happy. They're mm-hmm. happy, and predominantly, I imagine, like at least from my experience and the things that I've read, you know, the people that do have genuine joy, their lives are usually unfolding pretty fucking easy. 
Yeah, and it's very stress-free as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Stress-free, they're in the flow. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Another little example is, um, you know, something that, you know, you're a teacher, like when everybody is a teacher in like every single circumstance. It's like, let's say you're walking through a mall and like some little kid like runs into you, right? And he steps back and he's looking up at you like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. And instead, you know, you smile at the kids like, you know, don't worry, kid. That is a profound little thing, <laughs> profound little lesson, both for you and the little kid, right? So you don't have to be... Elaborate on this profound lesson. Well, let's say in, in that scenario, you can either teach that kid that the world is cruel and like they have to be careful, they have to watch their back, all these things. Mm -hmm. And if you scold them, they're going to grow up for like, who knows? Like that one scenario can be very traumatic. It could be just a reinforcement of some ideas that their teachers or their parents are teaching them mm -hmm. or whatever. And you can reinforce that. If you're a shitty human and you like, you know, kick the kid or something. <laughs> I'm not saying kick any kids. <laughs> That's not what we're trying to do here. No. But, you know, instead you smile at them. You're like, don't worry, man. Like, it's, it's cool. You know, go find your dad. Here's a candy. <laughs> don't give candies to babies. People don't. People don't like that usually. Don't. don't. Or children. Small children. Just don't. Just, 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 just don't do that. Don't do that. Make sure they find their parents. And, yeah. Cool. Yeah, just smile at them. Yes. That, that's cool too. <laughs> and like, like a genuine smile, not like some yeah. creepy pervy smile. <laughs> when you're hanging out in a playground. Yeah, with a giant yourself. camera. <laughs> All right. This All right. podcast <laughs> took a turn. Anyway. Oh boy. But yeah, like when you smile at them, they expect one thing and instead you show them love and kindness. Yeah. You know, and that can be a huge profound lesson where... Well, All I, of a think sudden, it, I think also it doesn't even need to be like for kids. Oh, of course. I that think, was just one, one example. Yeah, yeah. Like I understand how what you're saying, you know, it's about teaching the child another option. You know, maybe they aren't used to um, being responded to in a loving, kind way. And so it's, it's giving that opportunity for them to have a different situation or continue the the positive situ like the positive reinforcement that they've already been experiencing but i think the big thing is just always choose love and kindness love kindness and compassion yeah and that course. goes for like you know when you're judging somebody like you know you don't necessarily know what the the background is so. oh of course so of always course. it's just kind of a a nice golden rule to totally live by. and you don't have to do it for the other person you can literally do it for yourself because it's it's that whole idea that no matter what it is that you're putting out there is actually happening to you. So if you're reinforcing fear and shame and guilt and all these things in another person, then you are reinforcing that in you and you're attracting more of that into your own life. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have more and more of those opportunities to learn that lesson. Mm -hmm. right so you yourself you're your own teacher mm -hmm. right the things that you do the things that you think become your own teacher right because you you can teach yourself that it doesn't have to be hard and you know slowly uh you know let's say you slowly forgive yourself or you slowly forgive someone else your life gets a little bit better mm -hmm. and then you forgive them a little bit more and you forgive yourself a little bit more and then your life gets a little bit better and then you start spreading love more and then your life gets even better. And then these become the clues to 
uh, you know, leading a joyful, beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, like, one of the like big teachers that I'm sure lots of the audience resonates with is, like, Jesus. Right? We've talked about uh, Jesus on the show before. He's a good dude. <laughs> and, you know, he he was, like, such a great example of that. Right? Because he went through life just, like, loving people. You know, and showing people that they don't have to be scared, that there's no need to be afraid of judgment and being judged. And, you know, that that there doesn't have to be, like, there's no such thing as lack. Our lack is inside of us, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, that whole scenario where there there was, like, um, you know, this, like, huge group of people. And everybody was, like, just super concerned. Like, how the hell are we going to feed all these people? You know, there's, like, you know, thousands. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Wah! You know, he just steps up. He's like, dude, what are you what are you saying? Like, it's fine. Like, just go fish over there. You know, sure enough, they go, like, fishing. Like, they pull out, like, a million fish. And the fishermen are like, what just happened there? And then and then it was, like, the same thing with, like, the bread baskets, right? They're passing all these bread baskets around. And it's like, oh, there's more bread. There's more bread. There's more bread. And it's like, you know, this, like, bottomless pit fucking, you know, all-you-can-eat buffet bread basket. Like, it's passed around. You know, these these little examples, like, I think that they were meant to be taken literally. Mm. See, I don't know these stories. I never read the Bible or studied Jesus Now you know a story. Anything. Now I know a couple stories. Yeah, I don't know that many either. But there's certain ones that stand out for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, that's a good lesson. Right? All I know is that he walked on water. He did do that, too, because yeah. that was a lesson. You know, we can do that if we really want to. Yeah. You know, question reality. Question reality. Which is going to be another podcast. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So how do you want to wrap it up? So guys, think about this. Every scenario that you find yourself in, everything that happens to you on a daily basis, like come tomorrow, you finish this podcast, you know, you're going through your day tomorrow. Or or, even like right when you're done this podcast. Yeah, totally. Like let's say, you know, after this podcast, you drop your glass or whatever. Stop and think, what was this all about? You know, what is this teaching me? Yeah, literally what were you everything. About? Absolutely everything. You know, yeah. you drop the ketchup and it makes a mess, right? Or it could be like a positive thing. You get like some crazy coincidence happens to you, you know, some synchronistic event. What is that teaching you? It's mm-hmm. reinforcing mm-hmm. you the unreality of this plane that we here reside in. Yeah, or what I mean, what the thing too is like whatever it is for you. Absolutely. You know? Um, you'll the, know what it is. The That's universe the speaks a language that we n- understand and know. When we yeah. slow down, mm-hmm. right? When our minds are just constantly like going, yeah. then it's easy to miss. But when you slow down, there's there are certain things that might happen. Like you know, I'll miss it. So, for instance, case in point, the the last couple of days, just really quick example before we shut it down. But for instance, like the, the last couple of days where we've been working and, and like trying to get things done, and Holly's been stressing out. Yeah, I'm in a stress ball. Yeah, so tell the story. Oh, you see, I don't want to tell the story because it's in my blog post. Ah. That's why I didn't bring up the story. We can, we can, well. Just say it. Okay. So I'm in a stress ball the last couple days. And this is, this is a really great example because I've been, I've been asking myself, I'm like, why am I stressed out? Like, I know everything works out and I know everything will get done, but. I was just wanting to control everything. Like I wanted to control how everything was being done. I wanted to control when it was going to be done. And like, it just wasn't happening. Like we were still getting stuff done, but it just like, it wasn't moving the way I wanted it to move. And 
So like yesterday we were working and we were in like this good flow, but even though we were in this good flow, I was still in like this stressed out kind of mood. And then like Bart gets this call and he has to help his parents with something and which is fine, but it literally took four hours, four hours, four hours. And we were like in the middle of like totally just hustling in our business. And it was like going really well. And then it was just like, pause. And I'm just like, why is this happening why is this happening I had no idea and then it's like well now we're hungry and because we've been working so much we and it was Sunday yesterday there's no stores open on Sunday so you can't buy anything and so we had no food so we're like well now we have to go out and get food and then we had to go out and get food and then we had our friend came with us and then she had to come over and um, print off a bunch of stuff and it was late anyway so it was just like oh we're not gonna we're not gonna work now yeah it was too late by the time we got home and then I'm still like this stress case. And then this morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, we're going to like get this day done, like get this day started. It's going to be great. And we're having this meeting this morning and I'm just like, okay, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Because I just want to start working because I'm like three hours behind. Yeah, already. She was stressing, man. And I was she was stressing. Like, I could feel it. And yeah. And I'm just like, just leave me alone. I just want to work. I just want to get this stuff done. And then, awesome. and then it was like, I was like, we have to talk about a few more things and then we can, we can work. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then we hear this on our doorbell. And I'm like, who is here? Why is somebody ringing our doorbell? And so we go to the door. And it's like two of our like friends, two of our good friends here. So we're like, come on in, have some coffee with us. And I'm just like, oh my God, thank you, universe. Like, what is happening right now? And I realize I'm like, oh, I get it. The universe is just like, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You can't control anything. Mm -hmm. I'm the universe. I'm in control. And you're being a stress case right now. And you just can't work like this. So it kept, like, trying to interrupt me. So yesterday, when your parents called, that was another moment that I missed. You know, going out for dinner last night. How it took forever. That was another moment I missed. And then finally, it took our friends coming over. And I'm just like, oh. And I realized in that moment, when the universe gives us these messages... It's also delivering like this care package of energy, which you can catch on to and ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this morning I realized it and I caught on to the energy instantly. And I would just like immediately, instantly, I was like, chill zone. <laughs> yeah. And like, look how much you got done today. I got a shit ton done. Today. I got a lot done yesterday too. Yep. But I was stressed when I did it. Yeah. I was just like, and I like hustled through it but then today yeah I got everything I wanted done um and yeah it was just it was just a different more chill energy around it yeah which is just always better and and then not only that but I mean like things flow better and whatever yeah totally and then I was able to write this blog post because that's why I wanted to like hurry up was like I have to write this blog post I don't even know what I'm going to write about I want to write about the fact that I'm stressed out right now but I'm like what am I supposed to tell them that I'm just stressed out like that's not going to benefit anybody and then I was like the universe gave me the answer, and there also was. I was like, "This is so funny." I'm like, totally. Yeah. So yeah. that's an area was a lesson for you, and yeah. I mean, I was there during the entire lesson, and like for me, like I could see it, and and I saw you kind of fumbling around a little bit, but you know, it didn't like it wasn't the same lesson for me because like it didn't really bo- no, bother it me, and it was, it was it was it was my it, lesson. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you could be in the exact same room in the exact same scenario, and you know, for you. It means something because the universe is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I was in this situation with Holly and I knew that it wasn't talking to me because mm-hmm. I wasn't the one that was stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. when it was done, like 
there was nothing for me necessarily to learn. I mean, maybe, maybe there was, um, on the, on some level, but for Holly, it was like a black and white thing. Like, yes, this is what I have to learn, but it's because, you know, you finally dropped in and you were willing to ask the question and learn what does it yeah. tell me. And one thing that I really loved about how you handled it is you held space for me while I was needing to learn this lesson. Oh, you do that for me all the time. That is huge because, okay, so we all have friends who, speaking as girlfriends, um, and I've had girlfriends and friends who were amazing at holding space for me. I'll give an example. Like, relationships. I've talked about this so many times, but it's just like a common a common situation that I think people can relate to. That's why I always bring it up. And so when I was dating um, my previous boyfriend, all my friends were like not a fan of him because they're like, oh my God, when is Holly going to realize this guy is a dud? Like, but they all like held space. They all let me learn my lesson. If I wanted to talk about it, they were there for me. Um, but there was some that didn't. There were some that just couldn't hold space and it irritated them. And I ended up losing them as friends. And so what I'm trying to say is it's really important that when you are watching somebody else go through a lesson, it's not always your job to teach them the lesson. No, Most totally. of the time, it's your job to just quietly hold space for them. And just listen. And just listen. Listen, be there for them if there. they yeah. ask. And so that's what Bart did so well for me in the last two days when I was being a stress case. So thank you oh, yeah. <laughs> for holding space so well for me. And so I just wanted to point that out because... We all see, um, we all see the answers for other people, but it's always hard to see the answer for ourselves. Because that that lesson needs to be learned by ourselves. Totally, right? totally. And we're not meant to like when we say you're meant to be a teacher. We're all we're all teachers for each other. It doesn't necessarily mean outwardly in the sense of That's like such a good point. That's telling such people, important... oh, this is what your problem is. This is what you need to do because people often need to go through the process on their own. They need yeah. to, you know, be it hit rock bottom emotionally or you know, hit my head a million times or whatever, whatever it might be, date a guy for four and a half years, waste all that time. But it wasn't a waste because I learned so much. Yeah. But whatever it might be, sometimes, like sometimes being a friend is holding space for somebody, for yeah. holding space for that friend. And yeah. I mean, it could take them years. And if you're... And this is where I think, especially guys are like really bad for this. And, you know, ladies watching, maybe you, you might know that, you know, guys always wear this like, I want to fix it hat, right? Instead of listening and holding space and, you know, just, just being there with, with a person while they're going through a certain thing, you know, they're always trying to, to fix it. And do you remember that one commercial? With oh the my giant... God. I was just going to say, is the the girl with the nail in her head? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, so, I was just thinking about commercial. Okay. We have to try and find it and link it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. It's like this. Uh, so this girl it's has like a like, couple. It's a couple. They're like yeah. sitting on the couch. And she's got this giant like nail sticking out of her forehead, and and she's just sitting she's there like, like, oh, I have like this headache. Yeah, it's like oh, oh it hurts so bad. No. And it's like, and the guy's like, well, you know, just there's a, and she she's like, no, you're not listening. Like, you know, it just it just hurts. Like, I just want you to listen to me. And the guy's <laughs> like, no, but I just I just really want to tell you this. If you just only like, no, and she just like goes off on the guy. And the guy's just trying yeah. to fix the fucking nail. And yeah. she just wants him. And then so finally, I'm... like, the guy gives up. He's like, yeah, I understand. And she's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. so brilliant. Yeah. Like, this okay, is we what have we to, do. We have to try and find that. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll try to link it here. Yeah. 
That's so, a good lesson. It is a really good lesson. Anyways, we have to go because we have, to go. We have um, an appointment in a minute. See. Si. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so yeah. much for being here. It's always yeah. uh, a pleasure having you. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this. And leave a comment below. Let us know um, how you like this episode. You know, g give us a rating between four and five. Or four and five. Yes, between four between and five. Four stars, and five, please. ideally. No, I mean between <laughs> like all the stars. If you think it sucks, then just tell us because we want to know. But we hope it doesn't suck. So yeah. please leave us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And tune in for some more Spiritualist Fuck podcasts with Bart and moi, Holly. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Fuck Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind.